scripture reading this, mo- this, <laughs> this evening <laughs> is from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 7, and then 31 through 35. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. And then verses 31 through 35. When he was gone, speaking of Judas, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. The word of the Lord. I want to say thank you to uh, Bonnie and to Emily for playing tonight and to all of you for singing some older hymns uh, as we gather to uh, around this table this evening. How good to be together. And a reminder about tomorrow evening, we'll be back here for a Good Friday service. We'll do it in a different format. Tomorrow evening we'll do it a more contemporary uh, service. So we invite you to come back for that. To love one another. Sounds easy, right? (laughs) We like love. (laughs) But really? Is this the sum and total of Jesus' words to his disciples on this occasion in the upper room? This is what he's going to leave them with. You know, why not some other commands? Go to church, (laughs) read your Bible, be nice. (laughs) Just this one, just this one, this mandate, love one another. It might be too big a command, actually. It might be almost beyond us to even consider what that might mean, a mandate that comes with an example, it comes with a towel 
Jesus showed them. He says, do it, do it like I'm doing it. Do it just like this. You have to wonder what it must have been like in that upper room that evening with those disciples gathered around, fearful, wondering, curious. What would happen? Here they are in, in Jerusalem for the Passover, and scholars think there were some three million people, perhaps, that had gathered in Jerusalem on that Passover. It was dusty, perhaps even muddy. They had gathered there to celebrate how God had delivered the Hebrew people all those years before from Egypt, out of their captivity, brought them out of that land and into a new place, a new land, established a, a new way with them. Remember that story? The angel of death that on the doorpost and the angel passes over those homes of the Hebrew people. The Passover was to be three days of, of worship and remembrance and celebration. It included this meal, the Paschal meal, the roast lamb. And so they were enjoying that meal together with their Lord in that upper room as good Jews celebrating the Passover. But there was more to it. The disciples had been warned that this was it, that Jesus had predicted he would not make it through the Passover. And so following the meal, Jesus gets up from the meal, and we heard the, the words, he, he takes a towel, he takes off his outer cloak and wraps a towel around his waist and pours water into a basin and begins to wash feet, to wash the grime of those Jerusalem streets off of his disciples' feet. And it was well known that this was not something that he nor really many people would be required to do. In fact, it was so degrading that a, a master could not require his slave to do this work of washing feet. It was a, the lowest of low jobs. <laughs> Peter, as you heard, Peter was aghast at what was happening, at the very thought of it. There's no way that Jesus, his Lord, should be doing this. But he does. It's all action, isn't it? Jesus is not, uh, he's not much of a, a you know, kind of deep theological preacher here. You know, he doesn't go on and on and on with all sorts of points and so forth. It's just love one another like this. And he washed their feet. It's just a step of love. It's practical. It's, it's real. It's a servant's duty and something he didn't have to do, but he did it to make his point. <laughs> It's interesting that uh, in John's gospel, there's, there's really, um, I want to say there's three things that we're asked to do as followers of Christ. Baptize, celebrate a remembrance of him with this supper, and wash feet. 
yet the Christian church through the centuries has really just done two of the three. <laughs> yeah, really, right? I mean, we'll do a simbach, we'll even do a washing of hands, but even that maybe once a year. I don't know why. <laughs> Are we afraid of this kind of love, maybe? This love that's so large that we can hardly get our hands around it. How interesting that just following the upper room episode, the disciples begin to quarrel and dispute with one another. Who's the greatest? Which one of us, Lord? Ah, the greatest, he says, should be like the youngest. Like the youngest son, I always liked that one. <laughs> yeah, sometime I want to be great too. <laughs> but we should be like a slave, a servant, the one who serves. What is love, really? And Jesus pulls out a towel. He's a king whose scepter is a piece of cloth to rub on people's dirty feet. With all things under his power, he didn't need to do this. Our God didn't need to, to send his own son into the world, but yet he did. So Jesus rose from the meal, and we think perhaps as he rose from his eternal throne and, and came among us, and he laid aside his own garments, taking off his cloak, as he laid off the glory of heaven to be with us. And he wraps this towel around himself as he wrapped himself around all of humanity. And he washed their dirty feet so he would cleanse our souls by dying on the cross. This is love. A God who would do this lay aside glory to show us the way. And he says, I set for you an example that you do it like this. That we take the towel, we, we take on that selfless mantle, an intentional act, a practical, real act. That that might be our little cross that we go to. A cross well, that might be way too much to emulate, right? So he takes a towel and says, like, do it like this. Thank goodness, right? It's just a towel, <laughs> not a cross. Love like that. I think most of you know that I served time as a Navy chaplain. My first assignment was as a destroyer squadron chaplain, so I had five or six destroyers and frigates out in the western Pacific. And I would hop between them. And I had one ship, though, that I liked to go to the most. <laughs> the USS Reuben James it was a frigate. It was an obsolete kind of ship. It was going away. It was, uh, but still serviceable. And so I liked to go to sea with them. And it, some of you may have been in the Navy, but at sea, the commanding officer is like a god. And that is his kingdom, that ship, those sailors. What he says goes. 
how he leads, it goes a long way in how that ship performs and how the sailors feel about things. Captain Farrell, the CO of the USS Reuben James, was different than other COs, and it paid off. It showed in his crew. I can remember going down into the, onto the mess decks around dinner time, and there would be Captain Farrell about once a week slopping out beans and rice. He'd be in the mess line serving his sailors dinner. It was an amazing act to help prepare that meal. And, and sometimes you, you would see him out chipping paint with his sailors. And I asked him about it once, and he says that he writes it on his schedule that he's going to go do those kinds of things about once a week to be with his crew, to serve alongside of them. And it went so far with the crew. They, they loved him for it. And it was love, love incarnate. I think of this quote, and I'm not sure who, who said this. It says, a God on his knees before me humbles me and strangely makes me more God-centered. You see, if my only view of God is that of a supreme king at the summit of the chain of command, a king on, top of the, on the top rung of the ladder, it makes me much more self-centered. I'm always wondering how I will get to him and worrying about how I'm doing. Am I making progress toward him? What can I do to make my way up to him? I become preoccupied with myself, not so when God is kneeling before me in self-emptying love. We cannot help but be preoccupied with him. It's transforming, isn't it? That kind of love. When Jesus kneels before us, self-emptying. It just changes who we are. It changes our motivation, what we care about. I heard a minister once said that when you belong to King Jesus, you can no longer write on your resume, I do not do feet. <laughs> we do feet. <laughs> we do feet. We wash one another. We serve one another. We think of Jesus laying aside his life for us. And the response is not one of sort of, you know, a bottom looking way up, but it's coming alongside and saying, that's who I am too. It's strange. It's, a, it's an unheard of kind of a relationship, really, a radical kind of way to respond to God. Jesus did not humble himself on a cross to fulfill his own need, but he died to wash that stain of, of humanity, of sin and death from his beloved creation. It was pure service. It was like the CO chipping paint. <laughs> it's a gift to receive it. But then it's also a gift to express it to others, to be caught up in that. Jesus didn't just say, I love you. He said, do something with my love for you. Let it go out beyond me, out into this world. It's not natural. Someone said that if your love depends on the loveliness, the deserving of the other, you'll never be much of a lover. 
How do we do this? How do we take on the character of Christ, this character of love that is emulated in a, or shown to us in a towel? An incarnate God who comes alongside, who comes into this dirty, grimy, the streets of this world and washes that grime from us. How do we respond? You know, there's no other imperative, really, in John's Gospel other than this one. It's the one ethical statement that Jesus seems to make to us here. He doesn't, in John's Gospel, we don't read about turning the other cheek or walking the extra mile. There's no Sermon on the Mount in John's Gospel. There's just this one statement. Love one another as I have loved you. That's it. A physician once said that the best medicine for humans is love. And someone asked, what if it doesn't work? The doctor smiled and said, increase the dose. <laughs> a towel is an increase in the dosage. What might a towel be in your life? Where can you stoop a little bit? Or a little more, where can you increase your servant heart? Another minister said that when people ask me how to find love, I say you will find love not by looking for it, but by giving it away. If someone asks me where to find God, I tell them to go and find someone to love. Amen? As a way to prepare ourselves for this supper this evening, I ask you to stand and together affirm our, our faith with this scripture from Philippians chapter 2. Let the same mind be in us that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the of Jesus, every knee bow on earth and under the earth. Every tongue should confess to the glory of God. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. You may be seated.